Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Back off, you spooky bitch. Hello. Back you spooky bitch. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Today, we are going to be reviewing Hell in a Cell 2021, uh, the last pay-per-view in the Thunderdome. I'm Troy, joined as always, and only by Aaron. It's, it's, it's me. It's just us. It's just the two of us. It's like NXT all over again. It's becoming a thing, oh. isn't it? I like this. It's becoming a thing. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Hen? Right? Have you Have you recovered from Scotland getting knocked out? Well, I was going to say on a happier note, I've moved house. We've moved officially house. moved. I'm officially down here permanently. Yes, mate. So that's all sorted. What can I say? Obviously, Scotland got a shot on, but it's fine. They it's shot, cool. shot themselves, mate. They got shot on by the. They shot on themselves, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Scotland was celebrating at one point against England, but clearly that wasn't enough. Boo earns. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about football because <laughs> England undoubtedly will get their backsides handed to them in the knockout stage by probably Germany, who are playing at the moment, or France, or Portugal, who are all playing at the moment. Anyway, Hell in a Cell 2021. Let's get into it. Uh, before we do, though, let us know what you thought of it. Social media, Twitter, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. So the show kicks off with Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a Hell in a Cell match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. How did you feel about the whole radio thing for this Hell in a Cell? What, the introduction? Yeah, uh, like, like it was a radio show. I I like the presentation. I like the video package. It, it felt out of context. I didn't get why they went with it. Like, it was cool. Um, if, they'd then, gone, if they'd have built it up before... Like the video package, you know, they show in the weeks kind of building up to Hell in the Sand, they promote it. If they'd put something in there that gave this more context, I'd have probably enjoyed it more. But it just seemed a bit out of place, like a kind of last minute edition. Yeah. And then as soon as that intro stopped, that was it. There's no other reference. Like, it went back to generic pay per view. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Speaking of pay per view music, but, actually, Ozzy did the music for this one, or they say did the music for this, did a song and they used this. That was really good. It's rare that pay-per-view songs kind of grab my attention now with WWE. Like, long gone are the days when you'd get fucking Limp Biscuit and, I don't know, who else did one? Saliva. Saliva, and, of course. Yeah, like big boy bands back in the day. Uh, and now we have to deal with just a lot of pop nonsense. Little Mix. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, that's no joke, though, is it? Little Mix did a song for a WWE pay-per-view, didn't they? Royal Rumble 2018, because it was oh. the first women's one. Oh, yes, I remember. That was the same year, though, saying that. They had a song by Aloe Black and for the Men's Rumble, and that was really good. Um, but, yeah, Ozzy did the song for this one, and it was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, as I say, the opening match, uh, Bianca Belair versus Bailey, Hell in a Cell, um, SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, me and Jake were saying this the other week, I think was on the Raw and SmackDown review, where this feud doesn't feel like it's got to the level where it should be a Hell in a Cell match yet. 
Well, well, funny you say that. I was obviously not watched Raw and SmackDown for two weeks because when I don't need to review it, I am watching it. Not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> It's all right, mate. You're back on it this weekend. I'm back on it this week. Great. <laughs> fun. <laughs> um, so I was watching the intro, right? Mm. And it seems to be that because they had that match on SmackDown with Roman Reigns, they just went, oh, shit, we've got space for a SmackDown one. Ah, the women need a match. We'll shove them in there. Yeah, it's just... When it shouldn't be like that. There was There was another feud on SmackDown whose match should have been in a Hell in a Cell. We'll get right. onto that later. Right. Okay. Um, saying that, this wasn't a bad match. There were worse matches on the card, I thought. You disagree? You didn't like it? It was slow. <laughs> it was a bit slow, um, but it was enjoyable. Um, Bianca's ring gear was really cool. It re- gave me like Harlem Heat vibes. It's like white with the flames on it. It's pretty cool. My only my only issue is this whole spotlight thing in the ring where it was lips on the floor. Uh, like yeah, that. I didn't like that. Nah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I don't... No. I, they do this every now and again, don't they? Where they, they try and get a specific of someone's gimmick over even more, or kind of entwined in their entrance even more. Charlotte uh, had it for a little bit, but then they stopped doing it. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Um, but yeah, the match, I, th- I thought the match was decent. I enjoyed it. Um, Bianca just overpowers Bailey like immediately, sends her reeling, and it's it's basically like a power game. And Bailey trying to take out her power by kind of attacking the arm. Uh, and anytime Bianca manages to gain momentum, that's all that Bailey does. And she uses, I say, it uses a lot of fuckery to kind of get around it. Like it's a hell in a cell match, so there's, there's no rules to it, like there's no DQ. Um, but like stuff like using her hair, but really using her hair to advantage, like tying it to the ropes at one point, she ties it to like a chair. Well, uh, when you're on tying on ropes, Bailey picking up the stairs, struggling, you want, like no one else struggles with stairs. Why has Bailey got to do it? Is it because she's a woman? Is it because <laughs> well, she's less powerful? Well, Bianca uh, Belair doesn't struggle to pick him up. Exactly. And then Drew literally picks him up later on, just goes yeet over yeet. his fucking head. Like, like it's none, so that's made Bailey look like a prat. I don't know. Prat. Um, also, when... Maybe she was knackered. <laughs> Maybe she was pooped. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, uh, and also, uh, Michael Cole shouts, Bianca has been haircuffed. They're trying to think of different ways for this hair to be implemented in the match. Yeah. Because Vince is constantly going, I want to cut off! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I... I don't mind them using their hair in this in this sort of environment because I mean, you you've got to get creative in these matches. How many Hell in a Cell matches have we seen, and we see the same spots over and over? Must like, be coming up to fifty now. We're on yeah. forty something. And like we're like we're not seeing anyone fucking fly off the top of them, and so they've got to think of ways to be creative. And this one didn't even involve the cell either. It was the rope and it was a chair, but I thought it was cool. Um, there was a couple of nice callbacks as well. So like, there's a bit where uh, Bailey uses the double kendo sticks that are taped together and throw back to her match against Charlotte last year. They fucked it last year, so they made sure they'd properly tape them up this time. But Michael Cole calls it as well, and he's like, but uh, Bailey using the the double kendo sticks as a throwback. And just before he finishes, Bailey's just like, "Shut up, Cole!" Like <laughs> they already know. They watch me. They know what happened. <laughs> um, 
Pat McAfee says, oh, look, like two sticks taped up. It's like two hot dogs in one bun. <laughs> uh, she sets up those sticks, though, kind of between um, the ring and the cell, kind of like wedges it through. Um, but our spine busters her through that, which is quite cool. Uh, it gets um, pain buster too as well. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Belair's a monster. Like, she's just unbelievably, like, just fit and athletic and strong. Like, everything she does, like, looks like it do- it's done with conviction. Like, it it just yeah. hits well. It's really good. My, my only issue with her is the whole, um, the character of, oh, I was so good at school. And so excellent at sport that I got bullied for being that damn good. To be fair, if you watch a documentary, like, she had a fucking tough old time, man. Like, really tough. Like, I get why they're making her do it because it was very, very... The documentary is very kind of open about that stuff. And so I guess they're doing it to kind of link the two to make people go and watch and to understand her character more because it's, it's not like it's stuff she's making up. But... I also get what you mean in that it doesn't have to be the thing that they push all the time about her. It's like when AEW have stuff on being the elite, which is just the Young Bucks own thing. Hmm. And it's part of storylines in that. It shouldn't really, because not... Yeah, but being the elite still done done like tongue-in-cheek though, isn't it? It's not real, like... That's not them being them. Like that's still oh, that's still in character. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um but I, I, I do get what you mean. Um what else do we get? So yeah, Bailey just keeps trying to attack the arm, um, uses a chair. Uh and she ties Bianca's uh braid to like the base of the chair. And then Pat's like, I'm not a, a boy scout or whatever it is. He's like, that knot looks like a double windsor. um bianca unties herself on the chair then ties it to bailey and uses it like a strap which is cool so she gets her hair puts it round the wrist and then for me i was like oh that's not a stipulation we see much a strap match they're always a bit lackluster they yeah they're not great i remember the one we saw at the rumble was it brian against the fiend yeah, even then that was. Bit, nah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just in in a day and age where every stipulation essentially is the same with a different name, like a street fight, a no holds barred, a, an ODQ match, are all virtually the same match. The only other ones that differ are what a falls count anywhere. Yeah, mm, is that it? Well, like you've got stuff like ladder match, which is clearly a very different match, but. No DQ, you can't get counted out, or you can get counted out. Street fight, you can't get counted out, but you do have to pin in the ring. And then there's false count anywhere where you can do whatever you want, basically. There is a slight difference, but they are virtually the same. Mm. But that's what I mean, like, a lot of these matches, yeah, like... The, like extreme rules like oh they're gonna have an extreme rules match like, so it's just a no dq it's a hardcore match. it's a hardcore match it's a, Which, it's a watered down hardcore match yeah yeah so stuff like the strap match although they never execute it that well or at least recently it still feels different to another match what was the other one they used to do was it like a four corners match you have to tag the four corners but you were strapped together Bull rope, it was. Bull rope, bull that rope. was it. I yeah. remember JBL was in one of those. JBL was and Eddie. Was him, Eddie? And C- him and Cena, him and Eddie. Yeah. The Eddie one was it. Was it Great American 
Conversely, yeah. bled massively at the end of the match. Uh, no, sure that was what it, that was Judgment Day. That was just a regular match. It was ah, when he clocked okay. him with the bell on the outside. Oh. Yeah, it was a fucking bloodbath. That was. <laughs> oh, you fucker. Um, yeah, so she ties the braid to her wrist. She uses it like a strap, which is kind of cool. Um, Bailey then pleads with the ref to let her out of the cell. Um, and then grabs a ladder, turns things around. Um, she traps her hair in the ladder, like Bianca's hair in the ladder. Um, the pain on her hair of having a ladder hit on the hair. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she then tries to use the roll, uh, use the ropes in her roll-up attempt, which I forgot actually. And to be fair, Pat as well said he learned a new thing. Like she used the ropes for leverage on a roll-up and the ref couldn't do anything about it. So yeah. like, oh yeah, of course it's an ODQ. I it just totally skipped my mind. I was like, why don't more people do that in an ODQ match? Just use the ropes like in a submission or a fucking... Even if they got it wrong, they would probably just go, oh, referee's discretion. Yeah. Right. Well, there's some fucking nonsense later on. Referee's discretion, referee's decisions on what should and should We'll get onto that. Good grief. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the finish of the match was pretty cool, actually. So Bianca sets up to hit, um, to hit a dive off the top uh, top turnbuckle with Bailey positioned over the ladder. Uh, and she moves, rolls through. So she comes back and hits a senton to Bailey, who's still on top of the ladder. And then she sets up the ladder, but on the floor. So rather than it being stood up, it's on its side. And then she hits the KOD on top of the ladder, which is a pretty cool finish. Like you don't see the ladders used in that no. way much. Like they're often set up in the corner, but to kind of half set, like fully set it up, but on its side in the ring. Yeah. It's cool. It um, just before you go like properly into the end, then well, you've just said well, it, that is it. <laughs> the aftermath. Um, basically, there's a bit just before the end where she does our glance, our glam slam into the corner. Oh, uh, Bailey's by Belair on yeah. Bailey. Yeah, yeah. Michael Kogo, obviously Bailey's had her is it her arm that's been getting hit constantly yeah. during this match. Yeah, uh, basically Michael Kogo's. She didn't get all of that with the injured arm. As Bailey's head hits the buckle, so what would you rather do? Just get decapitated? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, Cole. Are you just Cole, smacked off the buckle? <laughs> Use your head. <laughs> she didn't get all of hitting her arm off the buckle, but it was her head instead. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. After the match, we didn't get a Bianca Belair interview. Uh, Bobby Lashley backstage and then Alexa Bliss um, telling us to expect the unexpected. Uh, the second match of the evening is then Cesaro against Seth Rollins. And this is the match I feel should have been in a hell in the cell. Uh, star rating on that first match. Right? Oh, go you, on. you said you quite enjoyed it. You might just shut me down. It, it was slow. It was painful at times to watch. Like It was just too slow. This match shouldn't have been in Hell in a Cell. Uh, all the reasons we've already said as well, other stuff. Uh, one and a half. Out of five? Out of five. There's better matches on this card. Much better. Wow. Like, this was a stinker of an opening match. Wow. Okay. I mean... Uh, it's it just definitely. A, it's was, an opening match. 
It was def- it's a hell in a cell match. It's not a fucking a cruiserweight match. Like they're not going to be whipping back and jumping. Like mate, I've 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 watched Triple H versus Kevin Nash in a hell in a cell at Bad Bad Blood two thousand and three. Wasn't it as slow as that? Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, so, this match, this match yeah. wasn't slow. But there is just no pleasing you, oh, is there? Oh, it's every match we, apart from one on this card, we have seen already multiple times. We have, yeah. But welcome to WWE booking. It's Shame. nothing new. Uh, Cesaro, Seth Rollins, I feel should have been in a hell in a cell. Um, Make that the first match of the night. Yeah. Not a bad shout. In the hell in a cell. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's not a bad shout. Fair enough. Um, Seth blindsides Cesaro on the entrance ramp as he's coming down to make his entrance first. Um, Cesaro starts real strong uh, and remains strong for at least the opening kind of five minutes. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Seth shite bags his way back into the match. Um Continues to keep the upper hand. Uh, at one point, Cesaro grabs Seb, uh, Seth's glove yanks it off him uh, and puts it into his mouth and then hits him with a lariat and gets a two count. Uh, he... he then kicks the glove off out into the arena. Pat McAvee then congratulates Switzerland for getting the job done in the Euros. And then he goes on to say he punts Seth Rollins' glove out of the Thunder go- Thunderdome like a piss missile. A piss missile. <laughs> I had to look up and piss. A piss I was like, what the fuck is a piss missile? Like it had been absolute stitches and I was like, How's he allowed to say the word piss on TV? But I think it's more an American thing. So I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. Piss missile in sports, whether it be baseball, football, hockey, what have you, when someone crushes a homer, launches a 60-yard touchdown pass, or nets a goal from the blue line on a one-timer. Anything that gets absolutely fucking send in sports. Uh, So as an example... Billy is fighting a 2-1 count-out right now. The pitcher delivers, and Billy hits an absolute piss-missile piss to the centre-field. <laughs> field. That baby is long gone. So it's a yeet, basically, it's is a what we're saying. It's, it's a yeet, basically, right? when, you, when you yeet yourself with a green shell, you, you piss-missiled a green shell at yourself <laughs> on Mario Kart. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Um Seth hits that massive forearm to the back of Cesaro's neck, which I think he hit him with it. Uh, was it at Mania or was it the match they had after? But I remember when they showed the replay in the last match they had it and just the, the slow-mo and Cesaro's face just absolutely rocked, like battered him with it. Um, Cesaro tries like a couple of sharpshooter attempts and some cross faces. Can't put Seth away. Um and just as it looks like Cesaro is about to kind of take the victory, he's got Seth down on the mat and he's kicking and he's stomping his arm. Uh, Seth then steals the win from out of nowhere with a, like a yeah. desperation roll up. Um, it's really awful. Right. I didn't think it was too, but there was, so I know there was, there was a couple of roll up victories on this pay-per-view and a lot of nice. people had issues with it. And normally I'd shit all over roll ups. I think they're naff. Like, unless, like, save it for the 24-7, like, belt. Like, that sort of nonsense. And Cesaro and Rollins shouldn't be ending in a roll-up, given how good they both are. But for me, because of the situation, like, Cesaro was all over him. Seth had no way out of it. Seth 
sort of gave everything he had almost. And that was that was his kind of last ditch attempt, like short of getting DQ'd. It was a proper sh shitty, like slimy heel win. So I get it. Like the way the match kind of built up to that point where Cesaro looked like he was on the verge of taking it. And that was all kind of Seth had left. But I still, on the whole thing, roll of victories are a bit shit. Yeah, it's just, we've seen this enough times. I think I'm just sick of Seth and Cesaro at each other. Yeah. Uh, the roll-up didn't help. Just the same moves that they've used before mm. in matches and things. It's what all this... the same. Yeah. It, just, it was boring to watch, really. Even though I, I'm a big Seth Rollins fan. Yeah. I enjoy Cesaro. Yeah. But I just... This needed, for me, this needed a stipulation. It needed... Whether, just... whether it was a Hell in a Cell match... Or something else, but it, it needed because we've already seen just a one on one. It needed something else to set it aside, and I think that was what was missing from it because it wasn't a terrible match, but it wasn't anything we haven't seen before. Yeah, it was just yeah. It, it just sort of kills the mood. I'm saying killing the mood like that first match didn't all already, <laughs> but <laughs> mate, the match has already been killed for you from the opening bell. Uh, this one was a little bit better than the Hell in a Cell for me. I, I put it down as two stars. It was... Okay. I enjoyed it a bit more. God, I'd love to see what you give this next one. Fuck me. Uh, the next match, Shayna Baszler <laughs> versus Spooky Bitch Alexa Bliss. Spooky Bitch. Spooky Bitch. <laughs> um, a really weird fucking start. Bliss just staring out Shayna Baszler and Shayna Baszler not hitting her and then just no selling everything that Baszler throws at her for the next couple of minutes. Um, it's, bit, it's Bliss's thing now, just no selling, isn't it? Yeah. But see, it's no nice when spooky people just no sell, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> no dead. Try it for about thirty years. Hey, the Undertaker <laughs> was a big, imposing figure. Alexa, Alexa's only about three inches taller than Lily. <laughs> <laughs> I jest. I uh, I love Alexa Bliss. I think she's absolutely brilliant. Um, but I, I, uh, I well, well, I'm not I a fan of this. I'm not a fan of this whole thing. This is. I thought I was on board of it. I thought it might be all right, but what I feel Troy with the character is because she's now spooky Alexa Bliss. You can't just click of the finger and revert back to normal like nothing happened. Well, mm. you can. And it's WWE, but yeah. hit that hard reset button. Yeah, yeah um, it's just it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, uh, Reggie gets up on the apron at one point, but won't look at Bliss at risk of being hypnotized again, which is what happened last week. Um, you wouldn't have known because you didn't see SmackDown. Um, oh, sorry, Raw rather. Uh, Bliss hits a nice looking DDT, uh, proper stands her up with it, uh, and then throws a tantrum, which we haven't seen her do for ages. She used to do that whole throwing a bit of a strop. Um, she then hypnotizes Naya, who stood on the outside, and she slaps Reggie. Uh, and then the finish of the match comes when she hits Sister Abigail on Baszler um, after she then hits uh, Twisted Bliss for the win. Um, there was a bit where she momentarily hypnotized Baszler as well, and she, you notice she dislocated her arm. You know, she does that thing where she sort of right. pops her arm up in the middle. No, no one acknowledged the dislocation. I know. Nobody said fuck. Do you remember they made a big deal about that a couple of years ago in a match? Like, I think it was against Charlotte or something. Was it Charlotte? Yeah. No. So she she uh, played Sasha. it off as an injury, is what yeah. she done. Yeah. She went, ah, my arm, and then got a bit They made with it. no reference to it in this, and I was just like, uh, am I the only one that's seen that? 
Yeah. <laughs> I, is it not Shayna holding her arm? Like Shayna's not even looking. Shayna at her was arm. holding her arm, but just she wouldn't. She wouldn't there. look her in the eyes, and she was just. Like, and then she kind of got transfixed for a moment and stopped, like hesitated, and looked I her mean, in the eye. And then that was when I noticed it. And then I was like, "Commentary haven't even made a big yeah, deal about like, this." The camera wasn't even properly on it either because yeah. her arm wasn't in shot. Yeah. It was like, well, what's the point in doing it if nobody's? Oh, it's, it's nonsense. <laughs> So, what are you giving this match then, mate? I put it down as a two as well. Fuck off! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Listen! Wow! Listen, How are you putting listen, this above? Right, listen. okay. I'm listening. I'm listening, right. dickhead. Right, Belair and Bailey. We don't want to see any more of that. Right, Cesaro and Rollins. Don't really want to see any more of that. Right, Bliss and Baszler. Not so much Baszler with Bliss, but. Nia Jax has been possessed, Troy. Do you know what to see what this involve, evolves into? Go on, Are you not intrigued? Are you not intrigued? No. Like, Undertaker never fully possessed anyone like that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Undertaker <laughs> never had that amount of power to just possess someone twice his size. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe you're putting us on the same level as Cesaro versus Rollins. <laughs> That's what you've just done. You've uh, said, you said this was as enjoyable as Cesaro and Rollins. At least there was something there. At least it felt like we were in hell in this fucking match. <laughs> Fuck, it was more like purgatory, mate. Awful. <laughs> no, I've literally... It would have been like one star, but just for the entry... What, what, what gave it a whole extra star? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me what gave it a whole. Was it Reggie getting hypnotized? Was it Nia getting hypnotized? Was it Shayna almost getting hypnotized? Please, what was it? <laughs> Mate, how can you not be intrigued by Nia Jack being hypnotized? Bray Wyatt wasn't able to do that. If she could hypnotize her the fuck off Raw and SmackDown, that'd be nice. <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, next up, I can't wait to hear what you give these next few. Is Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens uh, for the one thousand two hundred thirty seventh time? Um, they always put on a good match, though. Like I know you said we've seen an awful lot of these matches on the card before, but Sami and Kevin, wherever it is, whether it's on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, a pay per view, the Indies, is always a good match. They always put on a decent show. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Every time we see them one on one, it's great. Um, yeah. Like it started off slow, but once they properly started Ganraj, yeah, like it was mental. Yeah, it was. Um, it was cool. It was. It was a real kind of change of pace from their match at Mania, which is quite quick. And this was just a real slugfest. Like it was just like a war of attrition.s Like KO comes out still selling the injuries, like still selling the Nigerian nail from SmackDown last week. And that was prevalent throughout the whole match. Uh, he comes out looking strong and cause tries to kind of shake it off and was on top for a, a good amount of time uh, until Zayn like just capitalizes when the injury sort of becomes too much. And the ref keeps going over to check him to make sure he can carry on. Um, and anytime KO sort of starts to build momentum, Zane gets back into it. Zane kind of gets the one up on him as he kind of weakens and weakens. He goes for a frog splash on the outside and Sammy gets the knees up. Uh, at one point he attempts the stunner, um, but he can't use his arms. So Sammy reverses that into like a dragon sleeper suplex, which looked cool. 
Um, and then Sammy gets his mouth bust open. I'm not sure when that happened, but KO was throwing some real no, stiff forearms. Yeah, you just see it as he's doing like a half and half suplex. Yeah. Like yeah. you just see the blood coming out of his mouth. It just appears. You yeah. don't know how it's happened. But this was like, it wasn't slow, slow, but it was just, like I say, a real slugfest, like a, a kind of war of attrition. Um, Kaya hits a stunner on the outside from seemingly out of nowhere. And I thought there was going to be a count out victory here because it, it, it played into that where, like Kaya was too knackered to kind of see off the match and maybe his only way out was to just get a kind of pinfall victory. Uh, sorry, count out victory rather. Um, but Sammy makes it back in, barely beats the count. Um, and then, yeah, once he gets back in, gains the upper hand again uh, and then hits the halluva kick in the corner for the win. You've which just told- I called. Right. Uh, everyone said Kaya was going to win. Um, yeah. Before your halluva kick, there was ridiculous elbows and forearms and punches. And... There was some <laughs> very uh, yeah, <laughs> but just it's Sammy and KO in it. Like they're, yeah, they're not going to exactly hold back it. on each other. Like there's there was that whole they always do the thing that thing that they, they tie up in the middle of the ring and it's just that constant punch back and forth and that always sets the crowd going. And I think had there been a crowd for this, would have had a kind of a similar thing there. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed this. Like, keep saying, like, they, they never put on a bad match. And yeah, this may have been like the fucking God knows how many at the time that we've seen it. But this one told a bit of a different story. And I was happy that Sammy got his win on this. He needs yeah. to get, he needed to get a win at some point. That's what I said before this pay per view when I put Sammy down. Um, otherwise, what's he doing? Like, what's the, honestly, like, if he's not winning, What's the point? Because there's only so much of this sort of conspiracy theory nonsense you can kind of take until he gets a win. Is it still? Is that still his thing? Just this whole um, conspiracy, or has he drifted away from it? He it didn't say much about it. It feels like he's Sunday. drifting away a little bit. But commentary, like Michael Cole's still playing it up a little bit, and even like after the match when he kind of leans over the desk and he starts like shouting at Cole and he picks up one of his notes and wipes the blood on it, and you hear it like just quietly through the microphone and there's still a bit of that but obviously he's not walking around with the camera crew or anything anymore so it's not kind of as in your face um but yeah like i said i'm glad that sammy got his win on here um i think it's deserved sammy's great and it would be nice to see him start getting used properly because anyone that's watched his work prior to wwe and everything he did in nxt um knows how good he is um and i just feel like they've not done any like even when he had the intercontinental championship it still didn't quite feel like we were getting like albeit he was a heel but still didn't feel like we were getting the the Sami Zayn that we kind of know and know how good he is so, I, I was so delayed there because I was trying to think wait Sami had the intercontinental title I yeah, was thinking he, like way back no he had it just I before was, the pandemic didn't yeah, he and then was they were like totally oh you haven't defended it so we've taken it off you and he was like well there was a pandemic which is why he still came out as a real champion yeah 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 yeah. um yeah to be fair in that that triple threat was it aj jeff hardy and him yeah that was a good match tlc was it not i think so it was because it was a ladder match wasn't it yeah yeah um but yeah cool to see someone get his win anyway moving on i i before you move on i gave it three stars okay 
I, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a good match. Yeah. Well, it wasn't great. It, it started off slow. Did its but job. As I say, it did its job. It was just above average. Okay. There you go. All right. If that was just above average, does that make Bliss and Shayna average for you, in your eyes, on the Aaron scale? Well, it was less than average because two and a half is the middle. Right. Two okay. and a half. Below so average. It'd be just below average, eh? Right. What's the Maybe. drizzling shits on your scale? <laughs> Bailey versus Bianca Bailey. <laughs> wow. The disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> so the penultimate match of the evening uh, sees Charlotte take on Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship in a regular match, not a Hell in a Cell, just, just a regular one-on-one. Um, Charlotte uses some shithousery tactics even before the bell goes by grabbing the belt uh, and attacking Rhea um, Charlotte just trashed uh, Rhea for most of the match um, but it brought the best out in Rhea for this like I think Rhea looked really good um, which is cool like she looked strong uh, it seemed very clumsy this match like there was a lot of yeah, just not I- I, I, it, wasn't, I wouldn't, it wasn't the most polished clumsiness match. Clumsiness is a harsh word. No, yeah, but it didn't clumsy. feel polished. And for two people that feel like they faced off against each other and had a lot of interactions over the last month or so, it did feel a bit clunky in places. And two of the best women probably on the roster right now. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Certainly in terms of where they've positioned one and in terms of like raw talent, like Charlotte being undoubtedly one of the best female yeah. wrestlers on the roster. And in terms of them positioning... Rhea Ripley yeah. as you know top dog um, or top bitch if you prefer I don't mean that offensively that's just a female dog don't get it don't get it mixed up people she's that bitch no gimmick infringement that's gimmick infringement <laughs> mate <laughs> use the discount co- discount code that bitch that bitch <laughs> <laughs> you batch um, yeah it was, a, it was an alright match like I said it was it was clunky in places um Flair at one point hit natural selection, uh, used a lev- legs as leverage uh, on the pin, uh, see, which the referee see saw. Before, see, before the, uh, before the natural selection, right? Mm. I totally forgot I was making notes. I was just staring at the screen, right? So I've put, mostly Flair offense, tall missile dropkick and inverted cloverleaf. That was like the first, what, 10 minutes? Of the- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it was just, the match was not getting me going to begin with at all. Yeah. And that's what a lot of this pay-per-view was, just... Slow start. Slow starts on matches. Yeah. Stuff we'd already seen. And, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Flair hit a double moonsault for a near... Like, two moonsaults, got near fall. Uh, Ripley hit a really nice superplex off the top rope. It looked like she landed really high on the shoulders. Um, she hit Riptide, uh, but Flair got her foot on the ropes. Uh, Flair then booted Ripley's leg into the steps and then locked her in the figure eight. Ripley managed to make it to the ropes. Um, Ripley then used the top of the table, the announce table, like the the bit that's got the the pay per view branding on, as they were outside. Used that, like pulled it up and just hit Charlotte in the face of it, and then got disqualified. Yeah. When was there ever <sighs> a DQ? I said this a couple of weeks ago. I was like, why is it they can put them through the announce table and they don't get DQ'd? But 
It's weird, isn't it? Because <laughs> like the, the announce table is like a not a solid structure, but the announce table is a structure that already exists. So it's like putting someone into the barricade. Like you wouldn't DQ him for throwing him to the yeah. barricade. And it's the same with the announce table. That I think that was I think Jay that might have been Jay's reasoning for it. So they haven't set it up with the intention of using it. It's not like they've got a table out or got a chair out or whatever. Um, right. But even when they bounce their head off the steps on the outside, it's not a DQ. Yeah. If they pick them up and use them, it's a DQ. If they bounce their head off it, it's not. So, but it is the intention of using them. So using them to bounce somebody's head off. I know. And that's this This made no sense. No wrestling. sense at all. It's wrestling, mate. Yeah, but come <laughs> on. But like, fucking... Don't take me for a mug here. Like, uh, like Ripley uh, is almost as well. Like Ripley didn't even realize like it didn't phase her. And the ref had to tell her that she'd been disqualified. And then she was like, oh, and then she just kept beating up Charlotte. It's, it's just pish, isn't it? it yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a bit on this match that um, isn't on the broadcast anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't have seen it because I only watched it today. It, it, was, it was on Twitter, like, the day after. Okay. Um, so basically, is it Michael Cole that shouts, so precise, as Charlotte Flair is, like, kicking Rhea Ripley in the, um, in the ring. Right. Like, just kicking Rhea Ripley in the ring. And the ca- where the camera is, it's like, you can see Ripley's back and you can see Charlotte's foot. There's a massive gap in between. Wow. So it is like clear as day. Oh, like, hang on. I saw this picture because it said someone compared it to like the fake punches from the Dark yeah, Order or something. It's, it's that, that bad. Oh. It's that bad. Oh, it, fucking hell. <laughs> but, like, dear, like, oh dear. <laughs> and they've got rid of that from the broadcast now. Uh, I, I was, I, I'd seen the clip before I watched the show and I was and looking out for it. It never appeared. It never Jesus. appeared. Um, that's not the first time Charlotte's done that. There was that match she had against Lacey Evans. And it was yeah. like, she. I think she'd launched Lacey Evans into the corner and Lacey was meant to come at her with a punch. And so Charlotte ran over to her and then stopped about three, four feet in front of her and then just kind of waited and just yeah. stood there and did absolutely nothing and then reacted. It just... Oh. It- uh, come, on, come on, camera. Look, 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 at oh, di- wow. look at the distance. Look at the distance. Oh. <laughs> <gasps> What the hell? <laughs> That's oh, it's terrible. A, it's a stinker. That's, that is a stinker. <laughs> Good grief. Oh, there's also another clip for you and later on in this pay-per-view that you, <laughs> you may have missed watching. <laughs> that is... That's one of the worst things I've seen. That's worse it, than the Dark Order punches. It, at least WWE seen this one and went, right, get out. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, from the front, it doesn't look too bad. Like, when they had it on the hard cam, you couldn't yeah. really tell. Why would you then cut to the fucking ring side? <laughs> the ring side where you, they're just nowhere was she, It was, was she kicking a fly that we couldn't see? Yeah. She got the macro lens out and showed us that. <laughs> Fuck me. Ah, oh, what's your rating for this one? Uh, my rating for this one, I gave a two. Uh, it was all right. There's you're telling me Bliss and Baszler <laughs> was as good as this. Yes, because because right, we've seen it all before. 
They've mm-hmm. had better matches. Mm-hmm. This one was a bit clunky. It, it was just a bit all over the place. The finish was shite. Uh, Give it one then. No, because it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was. It wasn't a <laughs> one star bad. I I still can't believe you're rating Belair and. Billy, <laughs> Billy, you're overhyping this match. You're... I tell you, if you write a list of Hell in a Cell matches, that'll be in like the bottom five somewhere. Wow. That, that's on par with Big Boss Man versus Undertaker at Mania 14, 15, oh. sorry. Is that where he gets hanged at the end? Is that like the, the fucking dog saddle match or whatever it is? To be fair, if I reviewed that live, I would be giving that an extra half star because it was intriguing at the end. Fucking hell. <laughs> I... If you could write down, like, if you could do a breakdown for me as to how in your head your scoring works, and then we can go over some old pay-per-views and kind of rate them on the Aaron scale. On the Aaron the scale. The Aaron scale, yeah. No nostalgia, just pure <laughs> on the scores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we move into the main event of the evening, uh, WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley defending against Drew McIntyre in... A hell in a cell. Uh, my um, question. Go yeah, on. I've got a question too. Have you? It, go on. Before the match. Yeah, same. Yeah. Go on. Is it about Lashley's entrance by any chance? It's about what he's wearing on his entrance. Oh, what's he? I can't remember what he's wearing on his entrance. Why is what he still he wearing? wearing the Hurt Business pants? Did it Did it say Hurt Business on it? Yeah. Or did it? Yeah. It's, like, it's the one where like, it had it on. like, And, and it looks like part of the... Uh, the prints come off, so you can still see the outline. It still says Hurt Business. Yeah. Um, Why is he still wearing that? I don't know. Go on. What was yours? Cost cutting, mate. Um, <laughs> why, why? Speaking of Bobby Lashley and weird things, why is his entrance when he does his like, like pose on the rampway, right? Why is there like a lightning effect on the camera? Like it sparked and shaked and... Because he's the almighty... No, no, I get the lightning coming through the the roof and all that shit. I get right. it. He's meant to be a god and stuff. Yeah. But the fact the camera, like there's lightning on the camera, it wiggles a bit and it sparks. Visual effects, mate. It's it, like when it, it was, was like... Wank. It's, 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 it, it, it was wank. <laughs> it was wank. <laughs> it's like when Dave Mastiff comes down and when Bronzeri comes down and he stamps his foot and the camera wobbles with him. How makes sense cause, though? Because you're meant to feel like you're there. Oh, the is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're, put, they're putting you in the Thunderdome, Aaron. They're bringing a little piece of the Thunderdome from Florida to your your Bonnie Wee house up in Scotland. What my Bonnie Wee is? <laughs> Fuck me. Ah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the match. <laughs> um, McIntyre. Uh, was really physical earlier on, um, early on rather, uh, and really took it to Bobby. Like it, it felt like mainly drew on top for a good portion of this match. Um, Lashley went for a vertical suplex uh, on the outside, uh, and McIntyre countered that and launched him into the cage. Uh, drew then introduced the steps, uh, hit Lashley in the head a couple of times with them, and then he set up a table. 
um, which comes into play a little later. Um, Lashley managed to gain the upper hand, like get some advantage when MVP passes Kane through the cell and yeah. he used that to, to get the upper hand. Um, Drew then launched a few chairs into the ring from underneath the apron uh, and he set one of them up in the corner. He then battered Lashley with a chair, hit him with a power bomb for two. Um, Bobby turns things around though, gets hyper aggressive, like starts screaming and everything like that, like really brought out an aggressive side of him. Um, bounces Drew's head off the cage, like using the steps. Obviously, it was the bit where there's the kind of the cutout where it goes around yeah. the, the ring post. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a safe way to do it, basically. Yeah, still yeah. look like a cool visual, though. Yeah. Like, if you didn't know it was there, it, it looked cool. Um, so yeah, Bobby just continues to to wail on him. Um, gets a couple of kendo six, traps Drew in the corner, much in the same way we've seen a couple of other people use them. The one that always stands out uh, is the New Day against the Usos in that tag team hand in the cell match where... Yeah. Can't remember. Is it they trap in there? Is it Woods, where they, the Usos trap him in the corner of a couple of kendo sticks? Like they, Woods they, not on the outside. I Woods is on the outside crying about it. I think it's Kofi that gets trapped. It's a Kofi, yeah. But that so. that was that. That's what it reminded me of. Um, and Bobby does that, uh, and then just batters him. Like Drew sticks his fingers up at one point in kind of defiance, and then Bobby just unloads on him. Um. And then he starts smashing him with kendo sticks, but Drew absolutely no-sells them. It just hulks up again. Um, he goes to hit Lashley of a chair, but Lashley then turns around, sends him into the referee with the chair. Yeah. Um, and the referee got his hands up to block it, and then the chair flew up in the air, and then it looked like it actually dropped on top yeah, of the Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it looks so. <laughs> <laughs> so the ref's right. down. Uh, McIntyre hits the Future Shock DDT. And then he's calling for another ref to get into the ring. Um, he then hits several more chair shots and a claymore. And then he goes down to get the pin. The new ref comes in from the outside, but MVP's managed to get his way into the cage as well. And just as the ref's about to count the three, uh, MVP yanks him out of the ring to break the count. Um, Lashley then attempts the hurt lock on the outside of the ring and Drew backs him into one of the tables that have been set up in the corner and smashed him through it. Uh, then a few moments later in the ring, Lashley dumps Drew uh, off the apron with a choke slam through the first table that Drew set up. Um, and then back in the ring, McIntyre goes for one more Claymore. But as he sets up in the corner, MVP grabs him by his ankles and that sneaky, sneaky bastard, Lashley, rolls him up for the pin inside a Hell in a Cell yeah. to retain the WWE Championship. Right. Do you want? Do you want to see something funny? Right, since on. she since she didn't mention it, this was the other clip that was about on Twitter. Oh god! And this this clip stayed on the broadcast. Right. <laughs> right. So when Drew gets urinagged or whatever it is you want to call it from the apron onto the floor. Oh yeah, chokes I'm urinag. Yeah, one of the yeah. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. basically. Um. And the camera doesn't go down, obviously. They're, so my feeling is there's a crash mat there. Where I'm oh, doing well, I know what you're right. referring to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've yeah. seen the yeah. clip? Yeah. Right, so I don't need to show you Well, then. I've not seen the clip. I've seen the still. I didn't see oh. the, Like, I obviously wasn't paying attention when I was actually watching the pay-per-view, but go on then. Hit play. It is playing. Uh, what the hell? 
So basically, what I think he done was Drew had obviously leaned up, pulled the crash mat out of him. He'd pulled the crash mat under the ring, but pulled some of the table with him. So I think he tried to push, push the, the table, table back, back out. Jeez, what? Why would you? So not I think that's get what's happened. That the broadcast. I, I don't if know. You're getting Why rid wouldn't? of Charlotte's nonsense kit. Get rid of that as well. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh dear. Oh, so that's a real shame because that is the only slight I had on this match. I thought this was really, really fun. I I, I enjoyed this match. I did. One um, of my one of my two favourites of the yeah. show. They really use the environment well. Like they use the cell well. Um yeah. I like that this was so what should be said before this, and I don't know if you knew, I'm sure they mentioned it in commentary, but this was Drew's last chance. Yeah at the belt whilst Lashley still had it. Like he's, he's not yeah. allowed to challenge for it. Um, and what I thought came across in this match was this kind of really like more aggressive, more physical version of Drew where he knew this was his last kind of attempt, his last chance and threw everything at him, uh, at Lashley. Um, and that really came across. And that's what I feel gave this match and that little bit more of an edge. Like I know, and I am too, I know that a lot of people are kind of tired of seeing McIntyre challenge for the WWE Championship again yeah. and get countless opportunities, countless rematches. Um, but this it's, this was fun. This was a kind of fun way to end the feud, I guess. And that's what Helen and Sam are meant to be, aren't they? They're meant to be the end of a feud. Yeah. The, the blow off. It, it seems to be once WWE make a star a main roster guy that they want to that has a match and they go oh we want to keep you in the main roster they seem to struggle eh, the main like upper the headliners yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. basically um ba- basically they totally seem to forget that once they're not in the title picture they just don't can't figure out what, they to, don't do know what to do with them yeah and then it sort of kills their character a little bit yeah i feel i feel like we're gonna get with that with drew a little bit oh. now which is gonna be a shame but it will be a shame um, i think they're gonna struggle to find stuff to do mm. for drew i don't know we've got the brand split not the brand split the draft coming shake him yeah. up send him to smackdown has a feud with roman that'd be cool N- nxt uk let's go drew oh mate <laughs> Drew against Walter. <laughs> Fucking yes, please. Oh, oh. oh, get in my belly. Get in my belly. <laughs> um, Drew, Drew at the very end of the match, uh, looking like they ran out of tins of iron brew and Mars bars to deep fry at the chippy. <laughs> <laughs> is that your face when they run out of iron brew? That is my <laughs> Cry away, my he demands. <laughs> Try your eyes, pet. <laughs> uh yeah I, I enjoyed this match um a lot and i didn't have in the same way that um fuck which matches it ended up in the ro- in in cesaro and seth ending in a roll-up i didn't have too much of an issue with this ending in a roll-up like as soon as mvp came in there you knew there was going to be shit housery yeah. and this whole thing they sold throughout the match of Drew, like almost in desperation, like doing everything and anything he could because he knew this is his last chance. Um, and always having the upper hand on Bobby. Like I felt that Drew was very much like on top for the majority of this match. 
And so again, to me, it it made sense that Bobby didn't quite have an answer for him and he needed to just resort to pulling that out of nowhere and off the distract. Like, it's not ideal to end a championship match with a roll-up. It's certainly not ideal to end a championship match in a hell in a cell in a roll-up. But I also feel the way that the match was, the way the match played out, the way they portrayed Drew and Bobby, wasn't too bad. Uh, my, my only gripe with the main event is, um, well, bar the crash mat hand coming for the ring thing. <laughs> but um, don't worry about it, mate. The only issue, <laughs> the only issue I've got, I think, is how they're portraying Lashley just now. He's meant to be this like massive, like monster, yeah, yeah. and he's relying heavily on MVP. Not ju- I, oh, I, I'd okay. be okay I with it. I go somewhere else then. I'd agree with it a little bit if MVP got involved every so often or a few times. But it seems to be every match Lashley's in, MVP's there, unless he's against a jobber. Do you reckon? I don't think he's had that much of a hand in matches. Um, I was going to say my biggest gripe of his character at the moment is this whole, like, fucking like lothario back not lothario but like <laughs> i i get that it's meant like it's meant to be like mvps like mvp lounge which has been a thing for ages yeah. but yeah I don't, I don't get it like unless they kind of go down the route like they did with like damian priest where he's in like the hot tub with them and like it's really oh do you know what i mean like really over the top like yeah lothario sort of sleaze bag outside of the ring like but hard man like fucking god last boss in the ring but it's weird it's like it's like lashley's been positioned in in this party there's a big party going on there's loads of women and mvp's invited all these really hot women and there's fucking champagne and there's music and and lashley's just sort of there yeah, but the, in his head he doesn't realise he's there. He's just he's just sat around some people, but he doesn't realise it's a part. It's it's a really weird like juxtaposition. I don't like, get it. If you look at if you look at the backstage segment on this show specifically, it was weird because he was standing there. Everyone was going, "Yeah, Lashley, yeah, you're yeah. gonna kick his ass. Oh yeah, let's go." And he's just going, Ugh. Yeah. You're like, it's mate, odd. It was are like, you at a party? Are you, are you warming up? Are you, are you, are you, have you got a needle up your bum? <laughs> <laughs> I am glad that he's still champion though. And they haven't just put it back on Drew. Yeah. And like they're just continuing to, to book Lashley quite strong. Like, and deservedly so because he was excellent last year uh during a time Uh, second it's all right two two scottish wrestlers on the main roster down one to go (laughs) (laughs) hang on who were the first two drew and who no the two women Oh, uh, yeah. oh Drew's going to be the next one to go. Oh, God. Give some <laughs> stupid fucking gimmick. One man band, Drew McIntyre. Oh, Lord. Just, that's, he's just going to come out busking. He's going to be like Scottish Elias. Coming out doing acoustic karaoke versions of the Proclaimers. 
500 miles with a bottle of Bucky in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be montages of him just trekking through the Highlands with a can of Iron Brew and a battered Mars bar. Right. Anyway, what was your rating for this match, mate? <laughs> uh, three stars I gave it. The same three? as Owens and Zane, yeah. Fucking hell, you're, you're a tough one to crack, aren't you? It was good. It wasn't great. It was good. For me, it was a standout on a fairly average card. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. Right? Yeah. I, I think, though, as I say, the only match I see semi-competing with it is Owens and Zane. Fair. Fair enough. The um, two best, so... so... I'm asking for your highs and lows and your overall pay-per-view score. Right. My high, uh, I'll I'll give it to Owens and Zane. I thought typical Owens and Zane match, bar the slow start, but it's still an Owens and Zane match. Mm -hmm. Like, it never goes wrong. Nothing not to like. Uh, Exactly. Uh, My low, that opening match was a pitch opening match. It shouldn't have been in Hell in a Cell. It wasn't Hell in a Cell worthy. Uh, I'd just repeat myself over and over again if I keep going. (laughs) Right, fair enough. Uh, (laughs) And my overall rating for the pay-per-view is averaged at 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10. Okay. Two two, two of them fucking six matches semi-saved this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so, was, was one of them Bliss versus Baszler <laughs> <laughs> I mean you laugh you've ranked it on the same as Cesaro and Rollins yeah Fuck problem <laughs> yes uh, my highs and lows uh, would be uh, my low is Bliss and Baszler it's nonsense get it out of my face uh, and my high is Bobby and Drew really good uh-huh. match really physical match Good use of the environment. Um, two horses. Two, yeah, two big horses. Um, we know they can get it done in the ring. Very fun. Uh, my overall score for Hell in a Cell out of 10. Um, six and a half. Would have been a six. The half was was from Drew and Lashley. It was from Beasley and Blitz. <laughs> Mate, if that wasn't on the card, I'd have given it seven and a half. <laughs> How can you do that? How can you do that? How can you do that? The average out of ten is five. That's the middle mark. You're giving it a fucking six and a half. Don't worry about it, mate. Don't worry fucking about it. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's when you Is that why people's contracts are getting I mean, it's, done? In his back because pocket, you're getting paid the big money. How do you think, I, how do you think I afforded that kitchen extension? <laughs> Cheers, Vinnie Mac. <laughs> uh, anyway, you've been listening to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. As I said at the top of the show, let us know your thoughts on this pay-per-view on Twitter and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. I've been Troy. He's been Aaron. We've been the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. What was the name of Chris Jericho's sex book? Armbar, Guide to a Thousand and Four Sex Positions. (laughs) (laughs) You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.